0: You're listening to the Sagas and Sass podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. Welcome to Sagas and Sass season two. I'm Tara, along with my fellow host, Nick. This episode will cover uh, Kingdom of Copper, the second book in S.A. Chakraborty's Devabot Trilogy.
1: If you're watching live, join us in the chat or after the fact, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sagas and Sass to continue the conversation. And just as a reminder, the views expressed in the show are those of the hosts as individuals and do not necessarily represent the show as a whole.
0: All right. Welcome to what might be our shortest summary ever because <laughs> there are only two of us here to read it and I didn't want it to be super long. Anyway, Kingdom of Copper opens with a quick aftermath of City of Brass prologue that touches first on Ali, who is separated from his caravan thanks to an attempted assassination and is rescued from dying in the desert because he unwittingly creates an oasis with his newfound water magic and draws the attention of some Katsiris who take him in. Next up is Nari, who we see marrying the Devabadi Amir Muntadir, and last but not least, Dara, who has been brought back from the dead by Nari's mother Minitza. Crazy talk. But when the novel really gets going, turns out it's years after the prologue. Nari is still in Devabad and has completed quite a bit of training with the help of her mentor Nazreen and become an adept healer. But she's also basically a prisoner in the palace. Ali is living in a small village in the Katsiri Desert and is well-loved by its people because of how... Uh, great he is with water, which has allowed them to grow more crops and therefore become more self-sufficient. And as for Dara, having his POV is kind of weird because, wow, is he somehow even more emo than we expected? But anyway, he's been training up some new Deva warriors for Manitsa, and they're planning on attacking Devabad during Navastatum, which is the celebration of the new century. Unfortunately for Ali, who really just wants to live his dang life, his Ayanle cousin shows up and dumps a tax payment from to entry on him, forcing him to travel to Devabad so that the Ayanle won't suffer from having, you know, not pay their taxes. Thankfully, his friends Labade and Akiza from the village go with him, so hey, at least he's not alone. As for Dara he helps Manitza make a deal with the Marid who totally weren't supposed to kill him. Oh, and Minitza has made this awful poison that attacks Gatsiri relics and only Gitsiri relics and it kind of can't be contained so that's, you know, bad.
1: Meanwhile, back in Daevabad... Mutadir is super pissed that Ali is back while Nari seems to be kind of torn about the situation, but then she has to save Ali's life again when someone (coughs) jumps it, tries to poison him, so he decides to owe her again, and thanks to a little side trip Princess Zainab takes her on, she knows she wants him to work on that debt. See, she discovered an old Mahid hospital when she was hanging out with Zainab, and she wants to reopen it as a hospital for both Jen and Shafi. With the help of a Shafi doctor, she discovered, nonetheless. Obviously, that's not an easy thing (laughs) to get by. So, none of them can be done all at once, and none of it is easy. The whole hospital thing seems to be going well, though, until Kaveh arranges a fake Shahid on Deva attack that leads to riots and Nari has to go around healing a bunch of Shafid that were injured, which is, like, really against the whole Deva code thing. Anyway, Ghassan is mad, Kaveh is mad, and Ali is forced to remain in the hospital and Nari in the palace until Navistatim and the hospital's grand opening. Eventually, the big day arrives, but Nari, Nisreen, and Jamsid are in a parade that gets attacked by Shafid. Sadly... Nasreen gets killed, and jumps is legit like just set on fire. It is lit, but his tattoo that keeps his Nahita abilities in check is burned away, so his body heals itself and, uh, well, I guess that cat's out of the bag. So while Jamsin might be okay, Gasan, of course, decides to use the attack to his advantage and sends out an order for the Shafi district and therefore the Shafit themselves to be destroyed. Ali mounts a successful mutiny that keeps this from happening, but then Kaveh uses Manizah's poison to kill Ghassan. And, of course, the poison spreads, killing every Ghaziri in its path unless someone is able to warn them to remove their relics first. So then they're running all over the place trying to get people to remove their relics, but also everything else is happening. And that's not even the worst of it. The deal Dara made with the Marid lead to them destroying the Royal Guard Citadel, which kills just a huge portion of the Guard. Then Dara's soldiers and the Ifrit... And their ghouls arrive, and then Jara himself shows up and has a confrontation with Nari, Ali, and Muntadir. Muntadir is fatally injured. Nari and Ali escape, only to run into Maniza as they are trying to retrieve the ring that controls Suleiman's seal from Ghassan's body. However, Nari being Nari, she's able to outsmart her mother, shove the ring onto Ali's finger, and escape by jumping off the parapet and into the no longer cursed lake. Okay, let's take a, just a deep cleansing breath because that was a lot and the book isn't even over yet, but it it almost is because once Nari and Ali disappear into the lake, the magic leaves Devabot, which is bad for a lot of reasons, but it's good for Muntadir because his wound was only fatal because of magic. So it turns out he's gonna live And Oh, by the way, Nari and Ali did too, but they're in Egypt now. So I guess let's just dive into the discussion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and even that being our shortest uh, summary, probably ever, but certainly yes. for a long while, it was still long, um, longer than I meant it to be. Uh, so, uh, I guess like first things first, um, wow. So we get a new POV, uh, that of Dara, who we spent a lot of time complaining about in our last episode. Um, so I guess like, and, and I, I mentioned, you know, when I in my part of the summary, how like he's even more emo than I expected. Did you feel the same way?
1: Definitely. Like, it was off putting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially after he, the, the Dara that we saw with Nari, the first part of City of Brass seemed mm-hmm. like he would be that way, kind of. But then when they were in Devabad, he was like, I don't know. He just seemed kind of like standoffish and like sure of him, way more sure of himself or something. Yeah, very cocky. Yeah. And listen, like, I get that he died and all. <laughs> uh but just him being brought back to life and just i don't know it was very it was it was like i don't know how to say off-putting because i don't think that's really it it was just like not what i expected i guess like really really emo i don't know like can you think of any other way like to describe it because i was just i and i almost feel bad for him
1: but also (laughs) kind
0: of not you know because he's dara
1: well, that's why I like that you categorize it as emo, because I feel like, you know, in the, in the stereotypical emo sense, they're not that all emos are, are like this, but, uh, and I certainly have had my emo phases, but like you, you have that, like, uh, everything's just so hard and so difficult, but like, nobody understands me. And I guess I have to do this because I, it's my responsibility to do it, but like, whatever. He keeps having these moral conundrums and he keeps making the wrong decision. And I think that's one of the Mm -hmm. reasons why I really have a problem with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like not to jump too far ahead or whatever, but (laughs) it's like he captures the Gazzari's, the Gazzari soldiers, which we didn't mention, or or they're, they're not even soldiers. I guess they are sort of, but they're like, uh, they're scouts more than soldiers, Mm -hmm. I think. And they capture them and they, you know, he forces the older one to teach his soldiers uh, how they fight mm-hmm. with the uh, Zolfakars, so it's like, but then he also somehow expects this guy to like be his friend, and he's all mm-hmm. like care mad when the guy eventually like turns against him, and it's like, dude, come on, like you've been doing, like I you've was been such nice a jerk. to you, <laughs> yeah, right, but like you were also a jerk to the like yeah. younger guy who was with him. Well, yeah, the guy, the other guy's like kind of hot headed and dumb you know, about things mm-hmm. considering, but like, my gosh, I just, uh, man, Dara, like he just, he, read the room, I guess.
1: Yeah, read the room is a great, like, read the room, Dara, God.
0: He's really bad at that. Like really, really bad. Um Cause I, well, I mean, and again, like then, then, you know, everything with Manitza, it's like, I know she's his Nahid now because mm-hmm. he's not, you know, he's with her and not Nari. Um and I guess any Nahi he is with is now the one that he just blindly serves, which seems a little bit, uh, it's like, okay, so, okay. But, you know, he, he's, he's, um, when when she, when they show how the poison works, which is when mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Abu Safi, I think is his name. Yeah. It's something, something like that. Um, when he attacks them, you know, trying to kill Manitza maybe and escape, or maybe just kill Manitza, I can't remember. Um, you know, Manitza uses that poison, but then it, like, spreads. And mm-hmm. even though it doesn't attack anybody else, because they're not gatsiri like, nobody in their crew is gatsiri like, Dara can see it just chilling like a mist, you know? And it's yep. like, he asks about it, she explains she hasn't really found a way to contain it, but like, hey, like, it's okay, because, like, it's got to be this way we, we we're mm-hmm. out of time you know and it's like he's clearly not okay with it but like you said he 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 makes uh excuses for it and then he lies you know he knows it's bad and he mm-hmm. lies to his soldiers about it to protect them but also like dude in protecting them you're also like you're you're they're, they might not be totally complicit, but because they don't know how bad this thing really is, they're they're blindly following something. And I, I don't know, like the the, the I don't want to call it trickery because I know that's not quite what it is. But him acting like, oh well, if I don't tell them about it, then it's just all on me is right, just real questionable.
1: I mean, that's not how it works, right? But lying by omission is a thing, and. That's absolutely what he did. So, I, I mean, I honestly think that it, there is a degree of trickery involved because he's, yeah, he's not lying in the sense of he told them, like, no, it's fine. Everything's great. It's going to actually, like, cure diseases or something. But he is deliberately omitting information that would allow them to make an informed choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he also... Kind of, he he's basically says, "Well, we have to move away from here so that they don't mm-hmm. keep noticing, you know, that this mm-hmm. stuff isn't dissipating." And it's like, ah, oh, man, like, oh, it's not good. Like, I knew you weren't good, Dara, but this is like, I, I don't know. It's like he he these these people, these men and women, they trust him, you know. Yep. He is their leader, and he is, in every sense of the word, misleading them. And it's really Absolutely. sad because they are so, you know, fervent in their, you know, not worship necessarily, but, uh, you know, in, in their belief that what Manitza and is, is doing is right and that Dara will not lead them astray. That it's like, it's just really sad and also just kind of real, like, like too real almost, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just that real life, like, people blindly following a leader without, like, reading between the lines or anything.
1: Yeah. Yikes. And And the whole, like, reveal that Maniza is basically as bad as Ghassan was really interesting to me. Just to, like, the fact that she's absolutely like cold-hearted, like, I'm gonna murder everybody to get my throne and to have my way. Just, like, Damn. Okay.
0: In a way, I think she's almost worse because Ghassan doesn't hide who he is or mm-hmm. what he's doing and she does. She is very, mm-hmm. very manipulative. You know, her her, like, oh, like, I know it's bad, but I'm your Nahid and everything will be fine, Dara. Mm-hmm. Like She's very, very manipulative. So it's like, listen, they're both bad people and Ghassan has done some terrible things he he up until he literally dies in this book he does like terrible thing after terrible thing or at least tries to but with her it's like that that manipulation of you know it, it just he at least he's up front about what and who he is man
1: that's true and i i do agree that there's something i don't know if it's less evil but it's definitely less uh like you said less manipulative uh about Gasan and the way that he handles things. Cause he's really more sort of like what you see is what you get with him.
0: Yeah. And he, I mean, he's a leader trying to keep his control. Um, mm-hmm. And, but the thing is like, he's always been like this. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. the, the sad part about Gasan is how, what he does and who he is and how he acts affects his children. Particularly Mintadir in this book, mm-hmm. who like, you otherwise like otherwise mitsadier is would probably like he, he's not a bad guy Mm-mm. and it's it's literally only for like a, a you know a short period in this book where when ali comes back when you see him kind of going a little bit like off the rails because he's so worried about losing his like power and his control because he knows ali is his father's favorite mm-hmm. uh that you know but also you see the way he has been raised. And and I don't know. It, it, it's very much like, I don't know. Like, like the, the, these kids and, and Ali, not so much, but Mut- Mutadir is really the one who keeps coming to mind mm-hmm. because, because of what happens in this book, like how you see how Gassan's ideals and everything are rubbing off on him. And it's really sad because like, you know, he could be better.
1: Oh, I th- absolutely think that Mutadir gets one of the best character arcs in this book.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, he's so mad at his brother and he's such an asshole. Honestly, he's such an asshole. And, and it's like you, because we, because we see, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, like a game of Thrones thing Mm -hmm. where you read like the Aria point of view of Sansa Mm -hmm. in, in book one. And you're like, man, Sansa's such a brat, (laughs) Uh, you know, on on the first read, especially, Mm -hmm. but then like, you know, Arya is so cool in this book. It's like Ali is like he's so just and and like he he's he actually he's trying so hard, maybe not doing a great job of it all the time, but trying so hard to be a good person. And why is the Deer being such a jerk to him? Mm-hmm. But really, like the Deer is not a bad guy or a bad character. And in the end, he really shows that it's like he's he's having his whole like life, you know, and and future challenged, at least in his mind, but because we don't see what he's thinking, we only see Ali like, but my brother doesn't like me anymore. It's like, oh no, poor (laughs) Ali, but also kind of poor Muntadir, you know? Yeah, He's he's got a lot going on. Well,
1: and then the other way that we see it is through Nari, who obviously has her own issues, understandable issues with Muntadir. But again, like you said, we don't really get to hear what is really thinking, except for the times when uh, Nari overhears things that she's not supposed to have heard.
0: Right, right. And so that's
1: that to me is really interesting that we get to see a little bit of who Muntadir really is when he's talking to said and um, even to an extent when he talks to Gasan. And I think we really get to see a little bit more of it too when the three siblings are finally together at the end. And they're really, they're trying to like figure things out and finally have a conversation about like how fucked up their father yeah
0: yeah yeah and how they basically almost all come to the conclusion that like something needs to be done you know um and and like soon before things get any worse but unfortunately it's like things get so much worse so fast that they don't (laughs) have a chance to like act on anything that they've discussed um Mm -hmm. uh, and speaking of the three siblings just because we're on this like I really, like, in the first book, the only thing you really, we really see of Zainab is when she, like, mm-hmm. tricks Nari into, like, eating meat and getting drunk. And you're like, ah, Zainab, what a, you know, what a bitch, kind of, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why is she being such a mean girl? But then, like, you see more of her in this book, and it's like, wow, she's, like. She's she's like chill, man. I like mm-hmm. her. I liked her a lot. You know, when she, she knows Nari needs to get out. So she's yeah. like, yeah, well, this is how I do it. And I'm going to take you with me. You know, yeah, that was Nari's, the first
1: time that I was like, oh, yeah maybe I actually really like her. And then as the book went on, I just grew to like her more and more.
0: Yeah. Like her and Ali go with mm-hmm. dear like skies out of his visit to the Deva Temple and Zainab mm-hmm. and, and Ali go with Nari. And I was just just... She was really like, I wish we saw more of her. Like, I kind of now mm-hmm. I kind of want like these little, I want some Zainab like side stories, like some little novellas just about mm-hmm. what, what all she does in her life, <laughs> you know, like how she thinks and feels. I really want that. Sort of like how we felt, like how you feel reading when we were reading the first Shadow and Bone trilogy and you're like, but mm-hmm. I want, I want to see like what really is going on through Zoya's head and stuff exactly. like that. And eventually we get that. Please, I want that from Zainab in these. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I, I really have like this new, I I liked Muntadir, you know, a good bit in the first book. Like he really seemed like, you know, he's obviously he's got his issues, but he didn't seem like a bad guy. He seemed like he's doing his best with what he's given. He cares about his family, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So getting to see more of that from maybe not the exact same thing, but, but just seeing that there's that in Nari too, or not Nari, I'm sorry, Zainab too was really, was really nice in this book. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I completely agree. I was really thrilled to get to see more of those like, minor is not the right word, obviously, because, you know, Muntadir and Zainab are not minor characters, but they're not POV characters. And so getting right. to see a little bit more of them, and, and people like John said, like, we got yeah. to learn more about him and like what his deal is and I just really enjoyed getting more into those characters and some of the intricacies of them.
0: Yeah, I, I do want to talk about Jam Jamshid in a minute, but uh before we do, I one of the quotes that I highlighted from this book it's when Nari is talking to Mutadir and it's you know he apologizes because he's I can't remember exactly what it says, but he says something like really rude and nasty to her when they were when they were kind of arguing about something when after Ali came back and maybe it was the hospital and you know he's apologizing to her and oh but well, I I was in a bad mood essentially I was I was mm-hmm. I was upset about something else and she's like I've had enough of men hurting me because they were upset and yes. I was like la <laughs> um, yep. but also I, I mean at least he apologizes and and also it's very clear from what Nari has been thinking about him and their their marriage their relationship and everything that he's been as good to her as he possibly could be. Neither of them wanted this. They're clearly mismatched. They were both forced into it, but he, you know, you see it in their, in their first, in the prologue when they get Mm -hmm. married and, and he's, you know, he's very like nice about things as they're, you know, going to their marriage bed and stuff like that. And, and it's, it's very obvious that as bad as, as bad of a match as they are, that they have both worked toward making it not miserable. Yeah. So I I really appreciated that too. I still don't like the fact that it happened at all. I feel (laughs) like it was maybe one of those kind of, was this really necessary uh, things? Like, was it really necessary to the plot of the, of this of this whole trilogy of their stories. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't really think so. I think that Nari being a prisoner essentially in the palace probably would have been enough. She didn't also have to be forced to marry Muntadir. Cause I feel if anything that would have made her more bitter, I guess. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think it was necessary?
1: It's hard for me to separate that out. Right. Because like, i agree that the biggest piece of it is like she's been imprisoned uh and maybe the the marriage makes her just that much more bitter about everything uh i don't i don't know i don't know what it would be like if she hadn't gotten married it makes sense that Ghassan wanted that but at the same time you know we we learn that she is shafi and so we know that, like, eventually that's going to come out. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, gassan paints himself into a corner by marrying Muntadir to Nari, unless he deliberately wants to undermine Muntadir's yeah. chance at succession.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, and I guess, like, he knows, right? Gassan knows mm-hmm. Just, just by looking at her, because he has the seal, so he can see everything. I guess I don't know. That's so like okay, whatever to me. But um, yeah,
1: seriously. So he A knows, little, like,
0: yeah, he knows that she is, you know, not full-blooded Nahid mm-hmm. or whatever, um, or full-blooded Deva Jin, whatever, anything. Like she is, she is part human, and yep. it's it's very. Uh, so you you've kind of eaten your own foot. If any if this ever comes out, if anybody else ever like honestly, Manita could walk like could have waltzed into, into you know Dave about like without the poison, just attacked it, and maybe things would have gone differently. And she could have just been like yeah, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you married your son to a sheffee, and like it would it would have thrown so many things into chaos. Mm-hmm. It's very. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm torn. I, 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 no, I, I'm not really torn about it. I still think it was kind of unnecessary. I get, I get why it was done, but I don't, I, I just, I also am like Ugh, about forced marriage plots. Um, So.
1: I always agree on that.
0: <laughs> no matter, no matter how somewhat pleasant they might turn out, I don't love them. I
1: hate right. Them, really. Right. <laughs> like it, it immediately takes me back to things like Tyrion and Sansa and just, just like, oh, Why?
0: Oh. why? At least these were both adults. Yes, exactly. There's that, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of... Uh, <laughs> speaking of children of Manitza, we find out <laughs> kind of earlier on in the book, I don't know, halfway mm-hmm. through or something, that Jamshid is Manitza and very obviously, even though it's never like... It, 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 she, he's Manitza and, and, and Kaveh's son, right? Mm-hmm. So he is full Deva. Um, and he has been... Which we, we, we knew um, that he was Nahid at the end of City of Brass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't... It was like you can ver- you can make a good guess at what's going on or what happened, like who his parents are, but w- it's for sure revealed and also revealed to Dara at the very least that he is Manitza and Kava's son like partway through this book. Mm-hmm. And I think that... But of course he doesn't know f- still for a while, right? He uh we, we and, and and we like and all the other characters also don't really they don't have any idea. It's not until the attack on the Nav. I don't know if it's Navastatum or Navastatum, but let's say it's Navastatum parade.
1: It's stardom, Okay. If I remember from the um audio book narration, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So let's say okay, Navastatum. So when they get attacked, and like we said in our summary. He is like whole ass lit on fire. Mm -hmm. And the fire burns the tattoo that we know about, that we know has Mm -hmm. been keeping his powers in check away. It's gone. So his body's like, oh, hello. And heals. (laughs) And it just heals him. He's healed, right? Just immediately. I don't even think he knows what is going on in that moment. No, I
1: really don't think he does because he has, as far as I remember, he doesn't have any reason to believe that he is. Nah, up until that no
0: I, I i don't want to say too much because i did actually finish the third book so i don't want to <laughs> like <laughs> spoil anything um but yeah i i he doesn't know really that he is Nahid, so he just he's like oh wait i'm 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 fine actually maybe it wasn't Rumi fire or something like mm-hmm. that and but it's it's really uh it's, it's this, and then also, like, he gets taken, right? Um, mm-hmm. Wajed, uh, who is the leader of the Royal Guard, Ghassan right. orders right. him to, you know, get Jamshid out of the city or something like that. So we have no idea where Jamshid is at the end of this book. Neither does, like, Manitsa. She wants her yeah. son, right? And um, it's a little bit like having her have, having Manita have that one-on-one with Nari, and being kind of like rude to her, I'm doing. Well, you're half mm-hmm. shifting, so you can't wear that ring, girl. Uh, yeah. Like that ring does not fit you. <laughs> 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 Again, like mean girl. Go you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my but, god, uh, I love that
1: bracelet. Is that vintage?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So she like, she's kind of mean to Nari, and mm-hmm. it's obvious that whatever what, what little we know about. Nari and and Manitza as her mother. We don't like like Kava is the person that Manitza is in love with, right? Like mm-hmm. she she does, or if she's not totally in love with him, if she's not head over heels for him, she's clearly she clearly loves him, cares about him, and has been in this sort of relationship with him for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the one that she chose to tell or just to, to see her burned dead body because she knew how upset he was and how he would like relay the tale would be the thing that convinced Kazan that she was dead. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is really fucked up to be honest. Like, yeah, super fucked up. And, and he just like goes back to her like immediately after she's like, by the way, I wasn't actually dead. Hey, Uh, hey."
1: Legit. If somebody did that to me, I'd be like, Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm never speaking to you again.
0: Mm -hmm. But um, you use
1: me to fake your death? Like, no, thank you.
0: So yeah, we 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 learn we see a lot more of Jim Sheed in this book, you know, because he also um, he's training as like to help at the hospital as well, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, so he, he he's I don't know, like, and 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 I also I love how he was like even. Even though it sucks for him and for Muntadir in a way, like I love how he was like, "Well, you're married to my Nahid, like you're you're married to my Banu Nahid Nahida, so like I can't have a relation, a physical relationship yeah. with you." And I was like,
1: "I know that was so star sad. Cross lovers." That scene like killed me because it's also when we get to see Muntadir, probably his most vulnerable. Yeah, because yeah. he is with John said who he actually trusts and you know clearly loves dearly and so he's as close to himself as i think we get to see and he has that moment of like please can we just be together and john said wants to give in but he's like no i can't and it's just really sad.
0: yeah yeah it, it is it is and also just sad because it's like you know that Part of the reason why their whole thing was like a secret. It it was like, it was this weird like everybody kind. Of, it was it was it was uh, what is it called like a secret that's not a secret. There's like a term for that. that I'm blanking. Mm, you know. mm-hmm. but like, it maybe. was a secret, but it wasn't a secret. Everybody except for an Ali open apparently secret. an open secret. Yeah, like everybody except apparently Ali knew that they were a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> like, which also Ali, dude. Come on, Ali. Like. Again, read the room. <laughs> 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 the fact that that they—I I don't know—it—it it, it feels like weird. It's like, of course, Prince has to get married eventually, you know? Right? Mm-hmm. Like we like—he—he's the emir. He has to have kids. Um, this is, you know, fantasy, like not real world, not not modern times, et cetera, et mm-hmm. cetera. And and to be honest, the fact that it's an open secret, but everybody that knows about it is just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's almost like a little bit. I don't know. It's it's certainly nicer than like some of the things we've read in like other books where it's like yeah. it's a secret, but it's like oh god, ew, gross. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's it, it's it's like it's sad, but obvious that Montedear has to like get married and have kids someday. But uh, at the same time, it's like I I don't know. It, it, it's it's a really weird. It's like a weird situation because it's like I I. It's hard to be upset about it because they, because even the people who know about it and know that it's like oh it shouldn't happen are like yeah but they care about each other they love each other yeah, it's whatever other. and then it's like Winter deer is just off like having these like obvious relationships with courtesans like he has relationships with them because we saw mm-hmm. in the first book that the one like the one woman like totally was like her like biggest desire was that he would like run away with her and it's like oh no.
1: Oh sweetie, no.
0: So I don't know. It's like I feel bad for Jim because it's like Muntidir is trying so hard, I guess, to hide like their relationship. And he's doing a bad like he's trying so hard and he's hurting Jim Sheen and still doing a bad job of it because everybody but Ali still knows about it. Yep. It's just come on, man. What are you doing here? Oof. Um oof. yeah. Oof. Uh but okay, so I guess i i didn't really have a lot of specific talking points for this one um one of the things i had kind of seen in a lot of online discussions was regarding moral gray areas uh Mm -hmm. like there's just a lot of them like a lot of people not just pov characters being caught in these situations where the line between right and wrong and i think a lot of people are saying it is blurred. And I was like, "Mm, is it though? Or does it just (laughs) seem blurred? Because Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, I see, I see the morally gray areas of these characters for sure. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think that that means their decision, like that, that, that when they are faced with decision a or decision B, that it is, I don't really think in in most cases it was morally gray thing. I think it was like, this one is clearly right. And this one is clearly wrong. It's like, I guess maybe a sort of decent example is Ghassan, you know, using the faux attack on, of Shafit on Deva mm-hmm. as a reason to, or no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't the faux one, the real one when the the Shafit did actually attack the Navastadum parade, right? And Kasana's like, okay, right. well, raise the Shafiq district, you know, which obviously means get rid of all the Shafiq too. Um, like, and and Ali organizes a a coup, basically. Like, how? I, that, I think that was one of the examples I saw given, and I was like, how is that morally great? His father is about to murder a
1: yeah, whole this ton is of genocide. We're talking about to people. find
0: like three bad guys. Yeah, you yeah. know, three.
1: Well, and that, that's a, actually a really great example and, and kind of, I don't know, not paralleling, but going back a little bit to that fake attack. That was the one time where I really was like, fuck Montedir, you're trash, when he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, and deliberately kind of threw. Yeah. In that case, it was throwing Nari and um, Ali under the bus, but he's also throwing like all the shafid under the bus. So it's just really because he's up.
0: jealous and and worried about his yeah. power. Yeah,
1: that was really fucked up. Um, but those are the kinds of things that I think you're talking about where it's like, oh, there's like this morally gray area. No, you're, you're making decisions where one choice is really fucked up and bad. And the other choice is maybe hard for you, but is not as morally fucked up and bad.
0: Yeah, like I'm trying I'm literally like I-, I was sitting here trying to think of true morally gray choices that had mm-hmm. to be made. And maybe it's just because I finished this book a couple weeks ago, but I don't think it is. Like I I like like uh uh Manita's obviously Manita's poison is bad because even mm-hmm. like like because it can't be controlled, mm-hmm. but even if it could be straight up murdering Gasan, just like that, like I know he was bad, but like I still feel like the straight up murder is not great <laughs> either. Um I, I don't know. Like I I, I I don't know. I've racked my brain trying to think of morally true morally gray areas in all of these decisions. And I just don't know if I can. Maybe the maybe uh Musa uh, Ali's cousin who like dumped the salt on him. <laughs> like maybe that was morally gray because but like yeah, that's, that's like a hard a... one too
1: because like he also, by you know doing what he did and uh, fucking up the well, also severely hurt a whole that
0: community
1: community. So yeah. like, is that morally great? I'm kind of in your camp. like I, it's hard for me to think of an example that I would consider morally gray. I think most of the time, unless you're looking at like smaller decisions, most of the larger decisions that are made in this book, I feel like, are a choice between this isn't my ideal scenario but it's probably more morally correct and this is wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Especially with the POV characters, but even with Characters like Kassan and Muntadir. Maybe there's some morally gray decisions that Zainab made. I'm not sure. I I don't think
0: she really did anything. Yeah, she didn't really make
1: any like hard decisions. No,
0: she she took Nari on a little adventure. (laughs) And then later she had the discussion about possibly usurping their father with Ali and Muntadir. And it's like, even that, it's like, that's a morally gray man. Dude needs to go. He clearly is like gotten he's he he is at the end of any sort of like he's not gonna do any good going forward i don't know yeah I, I i really like reading that online just made me like i was thinking and thinking about it i was like skimming back through the the passages i'd marked in the book and i could not find i could not find anything that i would really have said like the decision here this decision that was made was it, it, like you said it's like it might not be the best decision but it's still it might know it might not be the, yeah, it might not be the best thing to do, but it's still the right thing to do in these cases, I guess yeah i I don't know i was I was very weirded out by like the fact that people thought there were actual like moral <laughs> gray areas because I was like, I mean are there though I don't I can't yeah, try.
1: I'd really love to see somebody like defend one of these decisions as morally gray, yeah, I don't see it.
0: And again, I it could just be that I finished this book two weeks ago, and I'm missing some tiny little things that could go into that that realm. But I just I don't think there were. Um, I mean,
1: maybe, but I I've, I've mostly listened to it over the last week, and yeah. I I'm hard pressed to think of anything.
0: So when going back, uh, just because I I brought up the the Ayanle and the you know. Salt thing and uh, mm-hmm. Ali goes to his mother and he's complaining about I had to bring this here because blah 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 blah. <laughs> the, the you know the Ionley t- entry would suffer if they didn't pay their taxes. And also, can you guys just stop trying to like manipulate things? And Hotset tells him, um, You're far too clever to believe that the Ionley are the only reason. For David Bod's financial problems, we are a scapegoat. A slight diminishment in taxes does not do the damage. I know you've seen keeping a third of the population in slavery and squalor does. Oppressing another third to the point where they self-segregate does. People do not thrive under tyrants, I would say. They do not come up with innovations when they're busy trying to stay alive, or offer creative ideas when error is punished by the hose of a carcadan. And that was like, you don't know much about his mother, about Hotset. In Book One, no, but that I was like, "Oh,
1: she's the best. <laughs> she
0: really is. She is so just like, yes, I'm Queen." Mm. <laughs> and she just it, it, like she's very smart and yeah, very like you know, she's thought these things through and cares about her kids so much uh it's it's really just kind of i i'm 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 glad i guess at the end of this that we at least know that ali is alive and zaynab is alive and Hotset has been sent back to, to entry and is also alive because it's like i just i just i don't want i don't want any of them like they might not be the best people but like overall they might do not great things sometimes but man like they also don't deserve, like, this sort of weird, like, I don't know, these weird situations and suffering sort of that they're, like, just constantly shoved into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I honestly, I think Hopset is one of, actually, I'd be hard-pressed to think of a, another character that I like better than Hopset. I I felt like she, her real, like, introduction in this book, because, like you said, we didn't really get to interact with her in the first book, was a highlight for me. Yeah and it's things like this quote that really like drive that home
0: to be honest other than Manitza the female characters in these two books are all like you know Mm -hmm. like you don't have necessarily the best opinion of Zainab after what happens in the first book because you don't really see much of of her after that one you know interaction that she has with Nari that is obviously mean girl bad but (laughs) You know, by the end of book two, it's like, other than Minitza, is there really a female character that you can be like, mm, they're the worst. You know, yeah. I, I really can't, you know, th- there's the former slaves that live in the hospital, um, Ratsu and Alessia. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the Shafi doctor whose name I can't really, re- I can't remember her name, but she's just a little oh. bit, uh, it starts with an S, I know that. Yes. Um, she's a little bit rude and she's kind of a little It's like also like, can you really blame her? You know, like, yeah,
1: she's been discriminated against her entire yeah, life. Like exactly. I'm not going to hate on her for being a little rude to people who she can't trust.
0: Ex- yeah, exactly. Or who she thinks she can't trust for the yes. reason because of what she's been through. Like, sure. Exactly. She can, she can trust Nari. We as the readers know that, but yes. she does not know that.
1: Well, um, and as we learned, like the fact that she trusted Nari actually, ends up hurting her and many others. Yeah. Not necessarily t- not, not Nari's fault. Nari's fault right. But like it is a direct consequence of her trusting Nari that that happened.
0: And I mean, and even Nazarene, it's like she did not know what Right. she did not know the extent of what was going to actually happen. No. Um, and that's that's like that's what's really sad about her because her Dying um, in -hmm. this book means that we're left with this character who was Nari's mentor, who was very, very good to her, who tried her hardest and did her best and helped Nari every step of the way as well as she could. And then she is gone before we ever have to see what side she would have chosen in the end.
1: It would have been really interesting to see that, yeah
0: Kava is a disappointment because he sees what the poison does and he's very he's obviously upset about it, but he's still at Manita's side by the end yeah. as far as we know, and it's just like, oh, of course you are you're a man, I guess I don't know like
1: legit <laughs>
0: like uh, yeah. I don't want to be that way, but also it kind of is that way. <laughs>
1: sorry it is like
0: and so yeah not not i think that's my i, I guess it's like one of those like someone had to die right mm-hmm. in this magical world where I, I mean even at the end like we think Winter deer is like fatally wounded and it's like i was like i was tearing up you know over his death because at the end like he threw he threw himself in front of ali to save his brother he like was like give me my bow and he was like doing his best to like take down dar and he's being such an ass he's being such a smart ass like the whole time dar is like dragging (laughs) him through the palace and it's like i I don't know. And then he, and then, you know, he doesn't die, which is great. I love that he mm-hmm. doesn't die. Cause like, please let's not kill our gays all the time. Um, or I guess in his case, bisexual, pansexual, whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, we're going to call it kill our gays because that's the trope name. Um, yep. And like, so it's great that he didn't die obviously. And also because I, I, like you said, he has such a great character arc not just, I mean, in, in these two books total, he has a great character. arc. Uh, We see him as being pretty good in the first book. And then he has this awful experience on the boats and whatever. And, and, and then he goes to being like super upset with his brother and he, you know, but then he's like a good husband to Nari. And then he, you know, and then Ali comes back and he's pissy and rude and mean again. And also we didn't talk about Jim Sheed trying to poison Ali. Form of the deer, which is just like, wow, dude, wow. <sighs> I'm glad he didn't die, but also it's like, again, it's that, it's back to that, like, oh, co- okay, so like it's magic and like Dara didn't die in the first book. He got brought back You're to right. life. Or he did right. die, but he's brought back to life. He died, so but it,
1: like he immediately yeah. comes back to life. It was,
0: yeah, it was like, it was like fake dying, you know? Yeah. Um and Muntadir is dying of this Zulfikar wound because of the poison, you know, poison fire. Whatever is poison that that cause that would cause them to die uh as soon as the magic leaves Devabad, then he's not dying anymore. Right. Um, which seems a bit odd to me. It's like really like so the poison was its own magic. So that. Just went away too. That that see that I'm like I'm a little bit questionable about that world building aspect, but fine, okay, I'll go with it because I didn't really <laughs> want Muntadir to die. But um, but yeah, like him it, again. Like Nizrine is what the only major character that dies in this book, right? Might be well, the only. On. Well, yeah, nobody cares about him.
1: <laughs> <Nobody> cares. <laughs> like,
0: like, listen, listen, listen. Nobody cares about the <laughs> asshole, right? Like,
1: true facts.
0: Like we were sad. It's, it's a little bit sad at the end of book one when you or toward the end of book one for that short period of time where you think Dara died because you know that Nari is upset as hell about her. Right. Um, and, and there are reasons I guess to, to it's like you dislike Dara, but to also be upset that he died because of the way everything happened was all mm-hmm. fucked up and weird and freaky. But at this point is Nisreen, the only character we actually give a shit about who has died. I think so.
1: I think you might be right.
0: And I'm not saying Hmm. that like a ton of characters need to die or I I don't know. (laughs) I guess I'm like a real, like I'm a realist and that like, and also, maybe I've read Song of Ice and Fire too many times, where I I, <laughs> I don't love happy endings. Like, there's a reason yeah. I like Sense and Sensibility more than I like Pride and Prejudice, because Pride and Prejudice ends too perfectly for everybody. Sense and Sensibility ends happily for Eleanor Dashwood, but very bittersweet for Marianne, yeah. um, because she doesn't end up with the guy that she was head over heels stupidly in love with. You know, like, so so for me, it's like. I guess I I expected these books and and well, and shoot I guess also we have read a lot of I that even no right. actually we haven't though the broken earth was dark but yeah. Temeraire, not so much and no. uh like there's darkness in Temeraire, but it's not in death i guess it's it's no. it's just in this constant like banishment and people being arrested and stupid stuff right. um and in, I mean, even I guess in Shadow and Bone, it's like at the very end, you know, who do we lose? David. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry. This, this shit, one character, guys. Yeah, shit. If you oh my god. The go. other books. Fuck. Uh, no, it's okay. No, no. I would assume that nobody who's watching this is going to care about. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If you, uh, maybe if you I'll edit this. I'll edit like this out and... of the podcast. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, for real though, like I, I guess I was yeah. I, I was, no, I was expecting these books to be darker than they were, and in yeah. in a lot of ways they are very dark and very realistic. Like yes, this is a magical world, but it brings in so much uh, real life. Like um, the 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 anti the anti shafi you know, uh, sentiments and the tribe versus tribe, even though you're all from the same area, sentiments, like, it brings in a lot of real world stuff. Um, And I guess maybe because of that, it's like, it's dark, but I expected there to be more like death. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially because of how much violence exists, Mm -hmm. right? So, and there's a lot of threat to our, kind of main cast but there isn't a lot of death
0: i'm not saying that's totally bad it's just it's, it's a little bit unexpected that really like we get to the end of this book and we realize that mundadir is alive that ali and nari are alive and at least for the moment safe quote-unquote in egypt mm-hmm. and it's like okay and, and of course Jamshid immediately recovered from his injuries mm-hmm. because he's in nahid and it's just Nazreen that we've lost, as as far I mean, obviously Gassan, like you said too, but yeah, but fuck that dude.
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: yeah, it was it, it, yeah. It's it's very weird that like I just I expected there to be more, especially in this book, like you said, with the amount of violence that there was. You know that we, the 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 lie that Kava made up that caused the riots in. You know, around the hospital, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we know people died, but they weren't anybody we know about, they weren't right. any named characters. And then there's the parade where Nazreen is the only one who dies, and then there's the attack on uh, the citadel and the palace where everybody who actually dies, other than Ghassan, is it's unnamed royal guardsmen, yeah. unnamed. Uh, unnamed, you know, pa- people in the palace, unnamed, you know, uh, people in the, in the library. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I actually think that's something I hadn't really like focused on. And now I'm kind of like, Oh really? Like all of this violence, all of this death and the only person we lose who we care about is. misery.
1: Yeah. It's huh. a little weird.
0: And I guess one of the, you know, kind of end things uh, I wanted to, quotes that I wanted to kind of talk about and this goes back to the violence and everything that we were just going over and over um was I, I can't I didn't note who said this but I believe it was it must have been Ali I think it, it could have been someone else but I'm pretty sure it was Ali it might've been Nari. I'm tired of everyone in this city feeding on vengeance. I'm tired of teaching our children to hate and fear other children because their parents are our enemies. And I'm sick and tired of acting like the only way to save our people is to cut down all who might op- oppose us as if our enemies won't return the favor at the instant the power shifts. And that's like, it's almost like two on point. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost two on point. It's It's realistic. It's real life. Like, so that's a real life shit. Just laying it down right there. Uh, But it's, and and not just in, you know, this sort of Middle Eastern based world either. Like, yes, this is Middle Eastern based and I get the parallels to that, but like it's here too. But also it's Uh, America. Yeah, yeah, in different ways, but it's here. And just reading that and just being like, Like facepalm almost like, because you know, you know that it's not going to end. You know what I mean? It didn't end in this book, obviously. And this was, this was, this was the, the the middle of a trilogy is always the Empire Strikes Back. Okay. You know, when there's three books, the middle of the, the middle, you know, the second book, the second book, the second, you know, installment is always Empire Strikes Back. Maybe not at that, at that level, but close enough. So this is the Empire Strikes Back, right? This is and and in this case, yep. it's like Manitsa, you know, she is the Empire. Like, and it she shouldn't be, right? Like she shouldn't be worse than Gasan, but wow.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Like, wow, she is. And I just am ah, I don't know. Okay. So in the end, um Ali and there's no magic in Devabad and Ali and Nari end up in Egypt and how the fuck did they end up in Egypt? Like they dove into the lake. Yep. Now, now I will say, I think it's, I think it's like very strongly hinted at because we know that, that Manitza Dara, the, the marid brought them to Davabad mm-hmm. through the water. Right. You tell us where you want to go and we take you there. So I, my, I mean, my theory at the end of this book was that, they dove into the lake and I guess Nari must have been thinking about Egypt. I think it's weird. I, I, I feel like the author is trying to keep that a secret from us in a way, but like you, you, she explicitly told us that that's how Dara and all of them were getting to David Right. And mm-hmm. we know that Ali is in whether he means to be or not is, is in commune with the marid or, or or has that like part of him that is marid in a way. So, but that, and that's, I guess that's the weird thing is that what we don't know is, okay. So we know that not that, that Ali has that like sort of commune with the marid. So was he thinking of Egypt? Cause like, that's the only thing that makes sense really. But that's how I imagine they got there. I mean, it's, yeah. I feel like it's weird that it's not explicit, that it's supposed to be some mystery that that's how they ended up there when it's clearly like, but Ali has this connection to the Marid. And mm. we know the Marid brought Dara and, and, and Manitsa and their army to Devabad. So, like, obviously that's what happened. It's not a total mystery, but it's just why Egypt? How did they end up in Egypt? I guess. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, it feels like the kind of thing where like in the third movie you pick up right as like right after that happened. You know, like the the second movie ends with them being like, what? We're in Egypt. Yeah and then like uh you know cut to black. And then the third movie picks up and then you're it there, it's immediately like, oh well, you know, when I when we were falling, I was thinking of home and Ali's like, Oh, I, I feel like I picked up on something. And like, I was thinking of that too. And then we were magically here. I, I don't know, but like, that's yeah, I felt.
0: mean, I suppose, I suppose that Ali could have, I mean, I know that him and Nari, you know, talked about Egypt a lot and stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. it had something to do with that, but yeah, it was very, it was very like, okay, so they're there. How, why? Okay. Whatever. Um,
1: yeah, I mean yeah. maybe it was Ali thinking about like where would be safe for Nari and he thought about her home or something. I don't know. That's true. That's true, I guess actually. Because we'll we do we partner. do
0: know. Let's be let's be real that the <laughs> two of them are super into each other.
1: Yes, obviously. Like,
0: have have been have been even yeah. though Ali is like I am chaste and pure and this we're is- just
1: friends. Yeah,
0: even though like even though like she's his brother's wife now. Like even before yeah. that, he was like she is my friend, mm-hmm. and Nari is like he is my friend, and it's like hmm,
1: look, we've all I been get in it. that situation. Oh yeah, we're like I'm, no, I'm- no, it's fine. It's just we're just friends. We're just friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Dean and I were absolutely just friends. I mean, we uh-huh. truly were. It's not like I was in love with him for like most of that time, but it's sure. fine. No, like... it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we've all been. Um, but yeah. So, all right. Any last thoughts before we conclude about this book? I mean, I, 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 I liked it. Um. Yeah.
1: It was a solid like second book in a trilogy.
0: yeah, yeah I, I it's like I don't have complaints. I I do feel like there was a little bit of I mean, I don't know like I said like I, I feel like the the only killing off Nizarene and like especially at the end when we have this like huge battle going on and it's just mm-hmm. nameless soldiers dying. I know Dara loses some of his soldiers who are important to him, but
1: but we don't really care about them.
0: I mean, maybe we should because they are kind of in a way innocent. They are they're they're being led to believe one thing, you know, like we said earlier, like they're being Absolutely. manipulated into doing what they do. But yeah, you don't get to know any of them well enough. Yeah, right? they haven't
1: been set up for us to care about them.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't have major late. complaints about this book, although it was, I think it was a little slower for me than oh, the first also, one.
1: Also, what happened like I'm sure that that this got covered and I'm just blanking on it. But what happened to Lubade and um oh fuck what's her name? Akiza. Akiza. Like I feel like they uh, just kind of got lost in the story somewhere.
0: I I think ta- I think at the end they do just kind of get lost. Like we don't yeah. we okay. don't know for sure what their fate is. Um
1: I'm glad but, it wasn't just me like completely forgetting that. No. They
0: died. <laughs> yeah, no no no. Um no, neither of them like Neither of them were seen dying yeah. uh i I or wait, maybe Lubade did no Lubade, I think did
1: oh. Lubade
0: got dragged down by the ghouls,
1: oh, that's right,
0: yeah, yeah, that's what it was, okay, so oh, so Lubeid. we're I lied, Lubeid. I lied, we lost Lubade too. We lost yeah. Lebade too. I also feel Lubeid, like we... I'm so sorry for forgetting about him. Wow, I feel so bad now. We've been like, oh, not enough people died. Still eh, not enough fine. people died, but also Lubade, yeah. oh, he was so funny.
1: Well, also, like, I feel like Lubade was a stronger character in the first chunk of the book, and then we kind of lose track of him. Right,
0: yeah, exactly. And then
1: he comes back, and and you're right, he does get dragged down by the ghouls, but by that Which point, is... it was like, oh, yeah, Lubade.
0: Which is kind of what happened with Dara in the first book, honestly, yeah. so maybe yeah. no, I, I, to be right. honest, that might be like I don't want to say complaint. I don't think that's the right word, but like a, issue. Just, a just a just a like an issue with mm-hmm. the author that she has this like I'm gonna introduce you to this character and I'm gonna not I mean, I guess Bade was not as big of a character as Dara for sure, but sure. like you get sure. you know he's clearly important and he's definitely important to Ali. But then he just disappears for a while and then he dies.
1: Yep.
0: It's sort of like in the first book where Dara kind of is like this third party character that gets shunted off to the side and then he comes back and he dies, quote unquote. But yeah, okay, thank you for bringing that up because wow, now I feel so bad that I forgot <laughs> that Lou died. And I honestly think I'm sorry I was more... to all the Lou stands. I think I'm more sad about him dying than I am about Mizreen.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a much more like, I definitely had a more. Which I feel bad about now because I've completely forgot about it. Yeah. uh, Listen, I I read this one a more that's my
0: excuse. That's
1: (laughs) a good excuse. It's a better excuse than mine. I blame life and and it occupying too much of my brain.
0: Yes, how dare. So I guess like in conclusion, RIP Lubade, Yeah. Yeah. He definitely got dragged down by some ghouls and it was a horrible way to die. And also we forgot about him for a minute. Oh my God, we're we are we are Benny Off and Weiss right now. Uh oh we kind no. of forgot Oh,
1: about- <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: if Nami was here, Nami would not have forgotten about Libya. No,
1: she would not have see this is why we need Nami.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. She or Jonathan even. Yeah, um absolutely. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan probably would have been more on the more, more like with me on the leaning on not enough people died. <laughs> probably,
1: yes. Nami um, would be the Lubade stan though.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was really funny. He was really funny. I really funny. I really
1: hope that Nami is like a solid like Lubade stan.
0: Yeah, I think we just like we need be. to like create the idea that Nami is a Lubeid yes. stand and like manifest it into heaven.
1: Yes. I, I think that now that we have come to this conclusion, it is true.
0: <laughs> I'm Nami, just gonna tag, I'm gonna tag this. her on Twitter. I'm gonna tag <laughs> her right. on Twitter and be like Nami. From now on, you have to be a lubeate Stan. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
1: Love you, Nami. You're the
0: best. Um. All right. So uh, I was trying to. I, I thought it would be a fun thing uh, that I came up with at for the last webcast to come mm-hmm. up with like a concluding question that's kind of about you know the book or the series that we've read. Uh, this one is not as good as the one I had for uh, for uh, City of Brass because I just have had a week, but, uh, if you lived in Deva uh, like what life would you like to live? What position would you like to hold? Like, would you want to be a ruler or a noble or, a, like a Nahid, like a healer, part of the Royal guard, a temple priest, um, or just kind of like a normal person living your life as like a person in the market or something.
1: So I'm going to cheat. I would totally want to be a Nahid ruler because then I could be both a healer and a ruler.
0: Uh, I mean, that counts.
1: I, I feel like that's legit, because the Nahid Council exists. Uh, I think that that's a totally legit answer. But I, of, of the power set, I would definitely want to be a healer, and then obviously I would want to be a ruler, because uh, somebody has got to fix all this mess that Ghassan and Meniza um, created.
0: Yeah, Um. I I uh, I'm in this weird zone where i really and i hate that i cannot remember her name out the top of my head the the shafi doctor essentially i want to be a healer but i don't think i want the like <laughs> i don't want to deal with like being like a powerful ruler so i would like to be like a chef who also has the abilities, whether it's from my own past or like in the in the case of the Shafe healer, we meet where she learned it from her father who is able to help people. because uh, I don't want the responsibility <laughs> like that I can't believe I'm saying this. I would rather deal with like the hate that comes from being like a Shaffi mm-hmm. than I would to deal with. It. I had too much responsibility in real life, so. Yep.
1: That's legit. Her name, by the way, is Supasen.
0: I knew it started with an
1: S. You were absolutely right.
0: And she also has this, like, happy marriage with this, like, yeah. really great guy and a happy little baby, little and I don't daughter. want the baby, but I want the rest of it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think I'd, I'd like the, the knowledge to heal without yeah. having the... And, and also some magic, that's great, but... Yeah. That's also, not having to deal with the responsibilities of being mm-hmm. super powerful. Uh, if I wasn't that, I would probably be. I don't know. It's like, I want. I would like to be like a warrior, but I also don't want to be like. It's like I, I, I put that one to the side because, like, I wouldn't want to be royal guard or Afshin because I don't mm-hmm. want to feel like I, like that idea of just being so committed to your. You know, your Nahid or your ruler that you overlook all the shitty things they do. I couldn't yeah. do that.
1: No, so, same.
0: well, all right. On that note, once again, I'm Tara. I'm here with Nick. Thank you for joining us for Sagas and Sass uh, as we cover Kingdom of Copper. We will see you in two weeks, which is, I can't think Wednesday, October 20th, uh, when we will be covering Empire of Gold which is the third and final Ooh. book in the Devabod trilogy. I'm very excited. Like yes. I said, I already read this. So can't
1: wait.
0: There's, there's going to be so much to talk about. All right. Have a good night
1: y'all. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the sagas and sass podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at sagas and sass.